the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Ahead at noon, Glenn Beck. Now, Rob Black. 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Black Shoe. I'm Rob Black. A little Seven Nation Army bass boom, boom, boom going in my head. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Coming up, not this segment, but next segment, I'm going to be talking with Greg Proops. Maybe one of the funnier stand-up comedians of our time, of our generation, so to speak. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's talk money. Holy mackerel, let's talk money. Hmm. Talk music. Before we talk music, before we talk money, let's talk music. Can you tell my, my pacing's a little off right now? I got pulled over this morning for blowing through a stop sign. Or am I protesting my lack of contract situation at Clear Channel? Or did I sleep in today? Who knows? 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get calls on the air. Oh, 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 oh. Coming up, I'm also going to tell you some uh, investments because Obama's on this, the the front of the Wall Street Journal today, and he's, he says a systemic failure has occurred, and I consider that totally unacceptable. So I'm going to tell you how to make some money. No, let's just do it now. Should I do it now? Let's do it now. Here's how you make some money off bomb detection. And for the record, I think it was Denmark today said they're going to start scanning everyone, body scans. Which is kind of interesting because there's people out there who don't want their their body scanned. And when they do the body scan, they could actually see, like, what's under your clothes. But it's in digital format, and it looks like an x-ray. So who the heck cares, really? I mean, it, think about it for a second. People are protesting that they don't want their image seen by other people. It's not like we're going to see your tatas or you're going to see my hoo-ha. Um, it's not going to happen like that. It's kind of like a... A heat-looking thing, you know, a heat sensor uh, image that you get. It's really not pornography. It's really, really not. But some people think that they have the right to fly, and yet they want to be safe, and yet they don't want their image shared. That's what's wrong with America. People bitch and moan about anything that they can bitch and moan about. They're they're so afraid that their rights are going to be taken out when their heat sensor image is going to be viewed, not copied, but viewed. Or just a second or two to make sure that you don't have explosives on you. Is that such a bad thing? Anyway, today the Chicago Times talks about how O'Hare Airport is dealing with these privacy advocates. And ultimately, we're going to push forward with this. 
We need to. We need to make our airlines a little bit safer because they disrupt our economy big time when there's terrorism. And the terrorists know that. Again, we've had one major act of terrorism on the United States soil in our lifetime uh, by foreign terrorists. We've had one major act of terrorism by domestic terrorists. And yet we'll sit here and talk about this and we'll talk about these investments in short term. I want to put my money in these. Can you make money short term in a company like ICX Tech? Yep. Ticker symbol ICXT. Can you make money in American science and engineering? They do uh, bomb detection equipment. They also do these big x-rays that like could do cars. Um, and where would we want to do an x-ray of a car? The border of Mexico. So American science and engineering ticker symbol ASEI. OSI systems. OSIS. L3. LLL. Is, I know you're saying that's a pretty good ticker symbol for a company called L3. Yeah, it's LLL. And there's also a company called Analogic, ticker symbol ALOG, A-L-O-G. So that's how you can make money in terrorism. So when you hear about a near terrorist event that almost occurred, next couple of days, those stocks are going to be on fire. Fire! As my friends in ACDC would say, but I don't do it quite as well as they do. Anyway, let's talk about the the 1990s. No, 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 no. Let's talk about the 2000s in the music industry. A very paranoid time for music. If you think about it, coming off the years of the Napsters and situations like that, how are we going to consume our music? We've seen a big digital rise with unprecedented access to music. I think the 2000s, we're going to have to look back on. And I think we're going to have to be upset and pissed off at Steve Jobs. I know you're saying, no, don't say that. No, don't. You can't say anything bad about Steve Jobs. No, he's a good guy. He wears a turtleneck. He had cancer. No, don't say anything bad. He killed the music industry. Remember when we used to buy albums and CDs and we'd get that that sweet track that the Killers did, track number nine that was never released as a single or was only released in Belize as a single? Like just this really vague um, hint of, of great music. The deep tracks, those are gone now. Now we got one-hit wonders. 2000s, we saw crazy things like Avril Lavigne's girlfriend video. It hit 130 million views on YouTube. Shakira's Hips Don't Lie. It was streamed 85 million times, of which I probably did 84 million of them. I will admit it, that Shakira is a good-looking woman, and she can dance. I know you're saying, Rob, thanks for that point. Now, tell me about OSI systems. Tell me about how I can make money on terrorism. Don't tell me about Shakira, 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 Shakira. Um, Nothing defines pop in the last decade, if you think about it, uh, as much as the Internet and how the Internet's evolved. In 1999, that was the most profitable year in music history. Kind of weird, right? Ten years ago was the most profitable year. Now we're going. We're having to go other ways. In 2000 of March, the boy band Boom, it had yet to go bust. So ten years ago, we were listening to NSYNC, No Strings Attached. I know you're saying that was just ten years ago. It was. That album had a stunning 9.9 million copies sold. That helped boost the industry uh, that year to $14 billion. That was the most profitable year in music, 1999-2000. So you got to wave bye-bye-bye to those numbers, right? Those are gone. Those days, and that day and age is gone. Napster kind of kicked it off. Napster and Kazaa really hurt the, the music industry enormously. Digital sales have climbed steadily. So now we've gone from the free, and I'm going to tell you a little bit later about there's a new website that get this. You hear an ad, and then you can download the music and keep it forever. So it's kind of a combination. You have to hear the ad first, then you can download the music and, and keep it forever. 
So we've heard about, like, for instance, AOL Radio, pretty good, pretty good streaming site. I probably shouldn't mention that because you're listening to this show, you're streaming this show, possibly, and I'm telling you to go to another website. AOL Radio is a pretty good streaming site, all things considered. But they, they insert ads, and you can't own that music. You can't get it. So anyway, um, the Record Industry Association of America, they sued 35,000 file shares, and they kind of kiboshed that we've got the right to any music we want, anytime we want kind of thing. Digital sales have climbed steadily ever since the, you know, the music industry kind of kiboshed it a little bit. Not, not as much as you'd think, though. So digital sales, um, CD sales are off 50% in 10 years. The digital sales have to make up for it. For instance, Taylor Swift, her Fearless album. Number one spot with only 62,000 CDs sold. Tells you that really CDs have really fallen apart. Taylor Swift, I can't figure out something I find very attractive about her and something I find there's nothing attractive about her. She's got beady little raccoon eyes. So I get the feeling she's probably dense like a dark star that's imploding on itself. Like she looks like she's 102 pounds, but I get the feeling she's a good 160, like a raccoon holding a, a bowling ball. You know, that, that super denseness. She looks cute, but she's super, super dense. Anyway, 2005 comes along. The 10 City Live 8 concerts. U2, Paul McCartney, Madonna, Pink Floyd, 5 million viewers to AOL's live stream. So that, that's a pretty good push. We saw YouTube uh, have a huge hit, and maybe this is the song we play out on. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke, get what I mean, go what I mean. Okay, goes, here it goes again. They uh, basically, pretty average band, pretty average band that got some great choreography from the guy's, the lead singer's sister, where they get on these treadmills and they dance around and you're like, that's seamless. There's no cuts here. That's perfect. They did a great. Oh, by the way, great, 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 great movie by Alfred Hitchcock called Rope. In theory, it was done on one cut, but you could see where they did the cuts. Uh, but they tried to make it look like, okay, we're going to the living room. Now we're going to the kitchen. Now we're going back to the living room. And then we're going to the bathroom. And then we're going to the stairwell. And they, they would show you, you know, scene by scene. And in the Rope, it was kind of an interesting idea. The, these two guys who had gay tendencies, very, very gay tendencies, where they kill a guy, put him inside of a trunk, and then they throw a party. And there's a dead guy inside of a trunk while the party is going on. And ultimately, someone figures out the, the sleuth and the caper. But Rope, pretty good Hitchcock film. And I, I don't think I ruined that for you. But it's interesting because it's done in one take. Or it looks like it's done in one take, even though it's not done in one take. So anyway, um, okay goes. Here it goes again. Looks like it's done in one take. In 2006, Tower Records. It went belly up. Sign of the times in the 1990s, huh? And how the 90s killed uh, music. How digital started to slowly. I mean, it took a while for Tower Records. Do you remember Tower Records? You'd go to Tower Records and you'd, you'd look at cool girls with like uh, earrings and belly rings and nose rings and you're like, she's cool. It, it was kind of a cultural place to go. Kind of. You remember Tower Records. I know you do. So we saw just horrible acts. Once great acts become horrible acts. Like Prince in the 1990s and early 2000s, he was fantastic. Probably the best performer in America. He was the James Brown of the 2000s. And now he's just lame. Just totally, totally lame. Of course, the 2000s saw the death of Michael Jackson. The 2000s also saw tent poles continue to go up for people like Bruce Springsteen, Eminem, Kanye West, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon, song of the year for 2009. I don't think it was all that good. I like Kings of Leon. I'm just not falling in love goo goo gaga with Kings of Leon. I don't know. So that's your 10-year review of what's happened in the last 10 years of music. Uh, and I don't think I did a very good job of that. If I were to rate my own segment there, 
I'd give myself a C. Maybe even a C minus. Why? Because I showed up. In this day and age, you don't get a D or an F. Even, you have to try to get a D or F in, in high school and college. So you actually have to like tell the teacher you suck to get a T or F in, in this day and age. So I didn't say you suck, audience, but I, I do think that was a pretty average segment. If we can go back in the Wayback Machine and just swipe it, that's fine. Oh, I'm all depressed now. Coming up, Greg Broops. How do you spell Greg Broops? It's a good question. It's one of those damning names. Where is it Craig or Greg? And is it Proops with an S-T? Or it's just P-R-O-O-P-S. Good website, gregproops.com. Proops as in droops. Maybe. Maybe that works for you. Or is it in scoops? So it's Greg, G-R-E-G-P-R-O-O-P-S. If you have any questions you want me to ask them, fire me an email, robertrobblack.com, robertrobblack.com, and or get on the live blog, talk910.com, talk910.com. It's the Rob Black Shoe, 910 a.m., more stimulating talk. Rob Black, 910 a.m., more stimulating talk. I'm Rob Black, Talk 910 AM. Joining me now, Craig Proops. He's going to be in the Bay Area. New Year's Eve, January 1st, January 2nd at the Punchline Comedy Club. Punchline Comedy Club. You can get tickets at punchlinecomedyclub.com. It's pretty obvious. Greg, how are you? I'm good, Mr. Black. How are you? I'm well. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. You're 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 kind of an, uh, a headliner. You're an, you're an A-list kind of star. And I can imagine how you feel right now, Rob. Take a deep breath and it'll all be okay. I'm a little overwhelmed myself. <laughs> and well, you should be. You're the voice of Seymour the Fractal Cat. How do you go about getting that gig? Exactly. Uh, a devious plan. Uh, it takes a long time, and, and people have to, their lives have to be destroyed. It wasn't a pleasant way, but I needed to do it. I'm also the Bob, voice of Bob the Builder, and um, uh, who, who, if you have a two-year-old, I would be super hot with you right now. Yeah, I, I, I got to wait about another year. Yeah, wait win. another year till Bob the Builder's in your life, and then you'll hate me because you'll hear my voice every day. That's pretty cool. You kinda, all two-year-olds love Bob the Builder. You kind of rose to fame with that whose line is it anyway with Drew Carey, or that's at least where I became super aware of you. Um, do you hate Drew Carey for uh, selling out and getting prices right? Of course I do. I, 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 there, nothing could make me hate him more. Uh, no, I think it's, he really enjoys doing it. And, of course, the models on the show yeah, yeah. couldn't be more relieved. <laughs> As you know, Bob Barker, rapacious. Drew Carey, nice in that regard. So they don't have to fear for their lives when they go to the dressing room. Um, Drew, I've been dragging along behind me for years now, and, um, like a husky pulling a sled, quite frankly. And no one's done more for me in show business than him. He's been a love bug. So you do appreciate uh, kind of riding his coattails, but you're a big star now. I'm a what, sorry? You're a huge star now. You're huge. I Thank you. I'm glad you think so. I'd like to people, invite the people of the Barry to come out and visit me in my, in my hugeness at the Punchline. Punchlinecomedyclub.com. They can get tickets for New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, as well as January 2nd. New Year's Day show. That's got to be kind of a letdown because everyone's hungover. Uh, tell me about it. Me most of all. Um, it's just the luck of the calendar this year, quite frankly. Chronology has defied us because 
New Year's is on a Thursday, so therefore the weekend, which is when you always have a comedy show, I have to play anyway. So we're playing the first and we're playing the second. I think it'll be fun, to be honest. You know what? It'll be more like a weeknight. Because the Friday, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. The big, the, the, the explosion's gone off on Thursday. So by Friday, I think you're going to have real people who just want to have a laugh and a quiet drink and stuff like that. I know I do. And I'm going to keep it pretty light this year, baby. Because 2009, as you know, ugh. You didn't like 2009? Well, I had a good time, what's, what's but I know that it was tough times for everybody. And, you know, look at all the D-bags that were out there destroying our lives. Like John and Kate plus eight and you know, Kanye West and Tiger and, oh, God, you know. there's It's just been a, an, an, a bumper year in D-bags. But that's good for you because it gives you material each and every month. It Absolutely. Seems. So for me, it's a bonus round. Uh, uh, but I think the I think the people of the world would just like to have a laugh and a drink and let's move on to 2010 and see if we can get this baby rambling, as I'm it were. I'm talking with Greg Proops. You've got a name that defies me. It, it angers me, Greg, because I want to call you Craig. I'm not quite sure. Yes, I noticed you kind of called me Craig when you introduced me, and I was going to correct you, and then I thought, oh, let it go. No, you could always. I just got to start thinking Gregory or something like that. Yeah, no, Craig is a name that people named Greg don't like very much. Or Greg's with two G's at the end, because everybody puts two G's at the end, and yet no Greg, no self-respecting Greg spells their name that way. So, Greg, did you see Craig Ferguson's 1,000th show recently where he had puppets do the whole late-night show? I didn't, but he loves those puppets. Uh, I had Craig Ferguson on my show down here, uh, but I did not watch his 1,000th. So was it good? It was fantastic. It was one of the funnier shows because he played the part of, of himself. Well, he played his alligator puppet, and he was able to do a lot of sexual innuendo with his teeth and about eating women. And he really got to, like, lose his character or lose himself in this character. It was, it was pretty funny. Well, Craig's a lovely guy. Uh, I've known him for ages. Uh, I, I knew him in Scotland in the ancient times. So, uh, and he's always been nice to me. So, I, I think he's groovy. So, we, out of all the late nights, uh, who's your favorite? Is it Ferguson? Is it? Um, I think Tony? Fergie, and then Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea lately. Yeah. So, does she have a late night gig right now? Yeah, buddy. You got to stay up. I know you do the morning show. I know, I know, but she's on in the middle of the night. It's called Chelsea lately. Okay, okay. And it's yeah, she does a gossip show in the middle of the night, which is really cool. I like her because one woman, and she speaks to women's, and uh, uh, you know, and I mean, there's a lot of white guys on late at night. You may have noticed, uh, and they're just now starting to break that down with Paz and Wanda, and uh, and Chelsea puts me on all the time, so I love her. <laughs> Always good about the promotion, isn't it? It really is, and she's you know she's lovely. She has a good sense of humor. So Greg's going to be at the Punchline Comedy Club, Punchline Comedy Club. I was trying to think of something innovative to ask you to do, and the scenario I came up with is that I have a heart attack on air, mm-hmm. and you obviously do your improv and you take over the show, but that's kind of lame asking you to do kind of improv. What's the name of your station? It's 90, it's called, it has a groovy nickname. Um, it's 910 AM. Um, we, we've basically changed it. It used to be KNEW, but it's 910 AM, more stimulating talk. Oh, more stimulating talk. Okay. Well, uh, Rob's going to be okay as far as we know, ladies and gentlemen, and, uh, but welcome to uh, 9, 10 a.m. stimulating talk. This is uh, the Proop Dog taking over for the morning. We've gone to an all-country format like we used to play back in the 70s here on KNEW. Um, so we're hoping Rob comes back, and we're hoping that he likes country music. Right now, i got some Taylor Swift coming at you. Speaking of Taylor Swift, I can't decide if she's good-looking or just a beady-eyed little country freak. You know what she looks like? I don't know if you remember a little movie called The Dark Crystal from the early 80s. I do. With the, had the Muppets in it. Do you remember the little characters that got chased around in that movie? You're right. Very uh, Yeah, Taylor Swift is definitely the star of The Dark Crystal.
So, and what's up with you calling yourself Proop Dog? Are you allowed to call yourself Proop Dog? I was given the nickname Proop Dog, so yes, I am. I did not give it to myself. I think when one bestows a nickname upon oneself, uh, it's unbelievably pretentious. But uh, uh, other comedians gave me the name, the Proop Dog. Johnny Steele, who is a good friend of mine in San Francisco, he, he always called me Proopadopolis and Proop Monkey. So, uh, like Vishnu, my names are Legion. I have many names. Proop Kitten, Proop Dog. But I feel it's better to use that than, you know, you can't call yourself Greg Proops every two seconds. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a good nickname. What, what other nicknames do you have? Well, your name's Rob Black, so there's really, in essence, you have a nickname. What's that? Your name is Rob Black. You, you have a simple two-syllable name with a color in it. Can, can I be Black Dog? Well, it was like, remember when Joe Montana was quarterback of the 49ers? They were trying to find him a nickname, hilariously, and the Chronicle, in their wisdom, ran a, a series trying to find Joe Montana a nickname, and finally someone wrote in, Joe Montana is a nickname. You know what I mean? You sure? You, you can't improve on Joe Montana. Okay. And you really can't improve on, your name's Rob Black, you're, you, you're the Black Knight. So I got a perfect Or name. the Morning Blackness or something. I can live with that. Or Roback. Okay, okay. I'm with you on that. Row black? I don't know. I, I do a financial show, so I could call it In the Black. I, I mean, there's so many angles. Oh, brother, if you do, though, um, I'm going to have to come down and butt spank you because In the Black, for real? I know, I know. You're going to have to move to NPR if you're going to be that weak. ACDC <laughs> could be my lead-in, right? <laughs> back in black. black. There you go. There you go. Now we're working mm-hmm. it. Now, I saw recently, Greg. Black I, I didn't see recently, but you grew up in my hometown, San Carlos. Oh, goodness gracious. Did you really? Well, I, I didn't actually grow up there. I moved there a couple years ago. Oh, I see. Well, you were there long after my high school closed. I yeah. went to San Carlos High School. Okay. And it's long, It's a condo. Oh, no, it's a bunch of condos now. Uh, yeah, San Carlos, you know, when I lived there, the widest place on the face of the earth, as I used to say, home of the Plain Yogurt Festival, where the explorer Portola stopped for nachos on his way to San Leandro. It's um, pretty pretty white still. It's a lot of blue collar, a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of plumbers, but a lot of uh, uh, families as well. Oh, definitely. Well, what street do you live on? I live on Carmelita. Oh, Carmelita. Okay, I lived on Torino. Okay. Up, on, up off Melendy. This is probably fascinating for a lot of your listeners, well, he, especially he, the Belmont listeners. We're <laughs> fuming right now. Belmont cop pulled me over this morning, got me for uh, running through a red sign. Uh, Belmont PD, they're, they think they're badass, but they're little biatches. <laughs> he was a pretty nice guy to me, so I can't totally knock him. Mm, I guess. With is that, there still that McDonald's on the El Camino in Belmont? Uh, yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah so. We used to roll there when I was in... Back in the day, as we say. So you, you're a legit Californian, um, but Hollywood, full of phonies. Uh, 2009, what's the biggest phony story you can come up with? The biggest? I don't know. People Did you, you say d- phony pe- story? Pe- people you dislike. People you dislike. Uh, you don't work well with. Uh, in general? or in... Give me some hatred. Give me some anger. Oh, okay, sure. Well, for instance, lately you may have noticed that uh, a rich uh, Muslim kid tried to blow his leg off on a plane. And that our government's reaction to this is to not allow people to read on the last hour of a flight. So we're making our public even stupider as a reaction to someone who performed the stupidest act of, then let's not even call it terrorism. How about just stupidity? And then uh, the head of the TSA, Janet Napolitano's reaction to this was the system works. This proves the system works, that someone was able to blow their pants off on a plane. So there's my hatred and reaction. The TSA needs to be disbanded. There is no terrorist threat. Everything they make us go through at the airport is a charade. Me not bringing shampoo and toothpaste on a plane does not make you any safer. Shaking down 80-year-old ladies and making them get out of their wheelchair and take their shoes off does not make you any safer. That's what I'm angry about. But it's fun. 
to oh, me. Oh, it's fun. It's theater is what it is. Yes. We're all pretending that we're doing something. Isn't that great? Rather than actually blame who's blamable for this, which is the government, since that guy's name was on the list, and they knew he shouldn't fly. You've got one of the coolest websites. It's, Don't I? it's simple, it's elegant, and it works. You know who made that for me? Do you ever watch the show Heroes? Sure. Do you know the guy, the bald guy, who's the, the evil guy on it? Oh, one of the bad guys. He's bald and he has a big head. David, David somebody. David Lawrence. David Lawrence. He's also a computer wizard. Yeah, he used to host a, a radio show um, on, on tech gadgets and Yes, stuff. he did. He's very techy and he's very radio. And he's a sweet guy and he's a buddy of mine and he did the website. He left radio a couple of years ago to go to Hollywood and, and it worked out for him. He, he got on Dude, he just did Lost and he's on Heroes all the time. He's really nice. And his, and his girlfriend is a big time Twitter-er, tweeter, yeah. Twitter-er, tweeper. What do you call them? I, I have no clue. Yeah, her name's Mia Von Doom, but David is really sweet, and he made the website. Yeah, and now uh, one last question for you. You used to host a dating show, Greg. Oh, Pops. my goodness. And, Thank uh, you for remembering. You're the one. Did you, like, you must have got a lot of tail from that, because the girls that would come <laughs> on, they, they're not interested in the guy. They're interested in the host, right? Well, it was a lot of actresses. It, it was on so long ago that the actresses were all on the WB, which hasn't been called the WB in a while now. So it was like all the people from Sabrina the Teenage Witch and all the all the funky urban shows they used to have on and shows like Jag and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me and good luck with your shows this weekend. Wow, what happened? Uh, we got eleven minutes, we gotta kick you off. Okay, all right, Rob Black. I'm kind of a big deal. Apparently. <laughs> thanks, Greg. Okay, pal. So you Happy can, New Year. Happy New Year to you. You can find Greg at gregproops.com. It's G-R-E-G Proops P-R-O-O-P-S dot com. His shows are this weekend, New Year's Eve. January 1st, The Hangover Show. January 2nd, the day after The Hangover Show. Punchline Comedy Club, punchlinecomedyclub.com, punchlinecomedyclub.com. He is described as he will make you fall off your seat laughing funny. Heidi's husband actually fell off his seat laughing at him. It's a good thing. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. song it's kind of melancholy compared to this which has good angst in it i like some good angst i like the melancholy but it's kind of melancholy it is what it is right one thing i like about greg proops he's got worse hair than i do (laughs) that's tough to do my hair always looks like a toupee even though it's not a toupee it looks like a rug. Love bad rugs. Nothing funnier than bad rugs, right? 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. One stock that is just damn intriguing is Apple. And I've owned shares of Apple, and I own some shares of Apple. I use it as both a trade and as investment. I don't recommend that you do that. But Apple. Um, Business Week does a nice little piece on it today, and we all know Apple. We know the iPod and the iTunes and the iTouch and the iPhone. It's a little annoying, right? There's an app for that. My my job on this show is not to necessarily say, ooh, go out and, and, and fall in love with the stock, and it's great, and they turn hay into gold. I know. I bet you didn't know that, but they do. It's true. So Business Week has reported today that Apple shares may advance next year. After reaching a record all-time high yesterday, 211 plus bucks. The maker of the iPhone, the Macintosh computer, 
They sell more and more handsets, and they're introducing new products. The analyst quoted inside the article says, Apple remains the best tech company on the planet. The best tech company on the planet. Now, he expects the stock to gain 23% to hit 260 bucks. Okay. Now, keep in mind, it's up 100 plus percent this year. It's been a winner, winner, chicken dinner. I told you to buy it back when we came on the air back in March, which was nine months ago, which would have been a good time to start working on my contract, seeing that it slipped into the next year. We've had nine months. Anyway, um, Apple. Apple, Apple, Apple. Um, Analyst thinks it's going to gain 23% next year. So you got to understand there's a little bit more risk to this than before, right? It's up 100% this year. Stocks don't always go up. We've had a glorious nine months. Since I've been on air, the stock market has been glorious, up 60%. I take all the credit for it. It's me. Me, 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 me. But that's not going to last forever. You have to know that, right? Now, anyway, um, there will be dips. And if you've seen Steve Jobs, he's he looks like a skeleton. He looks like a skeleton with a little bit of flesh on his body. He's not very good looking. You know, like when people are too skinny, they shouldn't wear jeans. He's too skinny. He shouldn't wear jeans. He looks bad in jeans. He kind of looks, well, like he had cancer. I know you're saying, did he just say that? Yes, he did. So Apple based in Cupertino. And by the way, I, I wish cancer on myself. It's going to happen because I'm such a bad and evil person. I have an alter ego called Rob Black. My real name's Robert. My friends call me Robert. Did you know that? Anyway, Apple offers more than 100,000 applications on its iTunes stores. Now, it gives its phone and its media player edges over the rivals, but every one of those applications could work next year on a Google phone, an Android operating system. They've got 12,000-plus apps right now, and it's growing. Apple downloads continue to grow at a staggering rate. For instance... They saw a 51% increase in downloads compared with 22% increase for Android. Now, downloads for the iPod Touch soared more than 1,000% on Christmas Day. Additionally, the iPhone still has less than 1% of the total global market. So it's got room to grow. The iPhone, let me repeat that. Repete, repete. The iPhone has less than 1% market penetration worldwide. Now, at some point in time, they're going to open up to Verizon. And when they do open up to Verizon... People are going to, on the Verizon network, are going to get it. And people in the AT&T network are going to fire AT&T because they don't like the AT&T network. So anyway, iPhone has less than 1% of the total, total global market. It's got plenty of room to grow. Apple could release an oversized iPod Touch as a tablet computer. That's what we're kind of expecting. The tablet may take form of a scaled-down notebook computer. It's going to be either a glorified iPod Touch or a slimmed-down notebook computer. And the biggest challenge for Apple is going to be keeping the momentum going next year. So we know that next year they've got more phones, and they, we know that next year they got more applications, and we know that next year they got tablet, computer. The big question is, what about 2011? Because that's what Wall Street will start worrying about in 2010. The reason it's hitting an all-time high right now is because of 2010. What happens in 2010 to the stock will be based on what they got up their sleeve for 2011. Now keep in mind, when I was a, a young man perusing the nightclubs for ladies, Everything that I had was Sony. I had a Sony TV, a Sony Walkman, a Sony uh, stereo player, Sony speakers, Sony, 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 Sony. Because I thought chicks thought Sony was high-end. I thought they'd say, ooh, he's got high-end music taste. I think I'm going to fall in love with him. Well, I was crazy wrong, right? Because the 2000s roll along and everything has to say Apple on it. So Apple for 2011, this is what I think is going to happen. We're going to start hearing rumors about an Apple television. Why? 
because we want to download crap onto our television. We don't know why we do, but we do. And all those applications that have been made for the touch will be made for the television. My next TV will have an internet connection to it. My next TV, there's no doubt about it. I'm running high-speed internet into it, whether it's through an Xbox or whether it's straight into the TV. Doesn't matter to me. Don't care. That's what's going to happen. Apple will start leaking rumors about a TV down the road. They have to. It's the next obvious product. It's the next obvious product. Obviously, another product that they're going to have to get into, more into the cars. Instead of having your iPod plug into your radio, let's throw a whole freaking computer into into your car. And I think Apple will will get in that, too, because that's the ultimate in mobile computing, right? Your car. I drive almost three hours a day. I don't get it. I hate it. I hate driving. I need a better experience. It's like I need porn while driving, but that would get me killed. There's no doubt about it. I need more, but... I don't, uh, you get the idea. So Apple's going to get in the cars down the road too. So that's what 2011 has to play out to be. 800-345-5639. It's almost the end of the year. I'm down to my last hour and five minutes of real programming. I have no contract for next year. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. I need phone calls. I need some loving from you. You could say, Rob, it's been a good nine months. If we were having sexy time nine months ago, today we're delivering our baby. Say whatever is on your mind. Say something nice to me. Say something mean to me. If you're an old person that I want to eat and put on a cracker, serve at a cocktail party for New Year's Eve, call and say, Rob, you're such a jerk. I love those calls. Do you remember the call? My favorite call of the year was the woman who called in and she just blurred out, see what AGIG do? And she just hangs up and I'm like, what the hell just happened there? She gets all mad at me because I don't like AIG, which has a, a net value of zero if you look at the book value of aig it's worth nothing if you look at the stock it's worth something and she wanted to own the stock she wanted to and i said i don't care if you do for all i care you can go out and buy sirius xm satellite radio which has so much debt they can't survive can the stock trade around for the next year or two and make a cute little play absolutely is it a good investment not a chance on the planet 800-345-5639 what do you think about my craig my greg poops interview was that one of my better ones? I'm, am I getting better at it? You know, Heidi and I, let me give you a little bit of show behind the show. Heidi and I talk, and we've had Charlie Murphy on, who was a disappointment. We had Janine Garofalo on, who was a disappointment. We knew Greg Proops was going to be good. We knew it because he's a professional. Um, he brought it strong. He played with me. You know, he, he threw people under the bus. He, he was a good guest. So 800-345-5600. Let's go to Paul in San Francisco. I'm Paul Pibble, the Patrol Hillbilly. Oh, I got to hang up on you. You're on phone restriction. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, yeah, you are. Rob, can I... I decide who's on phone restriction and who's not on phone restriction. You called three times this week. You're oh. personally killing my show. Okay. I've only been on three days this week. Well, Rob, you want calls, don't you? I don't want repeat calls. Oh, okay, okay, well. Oh, go go call um who who should you call Don Imus? No, go call Ron Owen Show. Call, call the Ron Owen Show. And actually, you know what you could do, and this is funny. And thanks for the call. Um, you can call KGO and report traffic that doesn't really exist. I think that's a funny idea. They've got a traffic hotline. So what I want people to do is start calling KGO and saying, um, "There's a lizard on the Bay Bridge that's eating cars and breathing fire." <laughs> 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls there. Because there's such average news readers over there. Again, if you think there's reporters, they're not. They're just news readers. That they will read whatever's on the on the box. So if the box says there's a 
uh, a dragon on the bridge. They're, they're gonna, if, you, if, you, if shark has just bitten the Golden Gate Bridge, did you see giant shark versus uh, uh, shark versus squid this year? It was a fascinating, fascinating sci-fi movie where a giant shark bites the Golden Gate Bridge. It jumps out of the water and bites the Golden Gate Bridge. I can't make that kind of stuff up. So what happened this year on 2009? Do you want a year in the review on business or do you want some hot stock? How about I give you a hot stock and then we'll come back to... Oh, 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 and I got a... You can send cards to Bernie Madoff. I've got his address in jail if you want to contact him in jail. I'm trying to find a hot stock for you. Give me a second. There's not a lot of hot stock news out there today. No, 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 no. Oh, here's a nice thing. More employers plan to hire in 2010. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.